The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. We're to level three and we're far from done. We're far from done. We're breaking it down with Ian Cameron just for a couple more moments. We got Dan uh, Favalli, who's on the on-deck circle. We're going to talk uh, NBA basketball with the Bleacher Reports. Dan Favalli, Ian Cameron uh, with us right now just for a final moment or two. And we're just uh, breaking down. Uh, we're talking about how playoff games, it doesn't matter what sport it is, NBA, NHL, that last game, the elimination game, although the NBA is a little bit different because teams will roll over when they're down three games to none. <laughs> but... The elimination game's hard to get, man. We see it time and time again. So what about Carolina and Nashville, uh, Babana? What are you going to do with this one? What are you putting together? You got some big, crazy uh, alternate play you're playing here? What do you got? Babano! <laughs> How can we have made it this far with him? How can we have made it this far with him? And now he's gone. And after, after, all right, there you Hello. are. What the hell happened, Babano? Yeah, what happened? I'm here. I don't know. It must have cut out. I was talking and talking, and I'm here, and you're saying, where are you? Where are you? No, you got me now. Good, good, good. Um, right, yeah, so I was yeah, just going to say, I think Carolina, <laughs> Carolina, I think, ends it because I think that their superiority is going to show through here. They've got the kind of team that can go on the road and close out. Nashville's been scrappy, but they've really relied on just capitalizing on the few chances they've had, give up a bunch, let Soros hold the fort, and then they capitalize on those one or two chances. I think that kind of run of play is going to run out for them uh, tomorrow night. But I'm going to be play it safe. I'm laying a, a bigger price than normal, minus 230, on Carolina or draw, minus 230, which means there's three out of four uh, possibilities that can get the job done. Carolina in regulation, I cash. Carolina in overtime, I cash. Nashville in overtime, I cash. The only thing I can't have happen is Nashville in regulation, and I don't think Nashville's winning this game in regulation. I think it either goes to overtime, and regardless of who wins, I win that bet, and of course, if Carolina wins either regulation or overtime, I win that bet. So Carolina or draw, it's a double chance bet. That's what I like tomorrow night. Great job, uh, Babano. May the winners be yours. Follow Ian Cameron on Twitter, at Babano. Get the links to all of his plays, uh, videos, podcasts, and everything else in between. Great stuff with the Ice Guys as well. Ian Cameron, happy Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you online, Babano. Thanks, Gabe. Have a good night. Night Night anchor management class. Bring it. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? (laughs) 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 204 in the late night hours. Let's do this thing. Let's bring in Dan Favalli right now. Bleacher Report co-host of Hardwood Knox NBA Math and more. Dan, welcome to the Rage. Let's do this thing. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're doing all right, uh, Dad. I'm doing better than Steve Ballmer's uh, doing. Well, that's not true, actually. Steve Ballmer's always going to be doing uh, better than I am, <laughs> considering uh, the money at his disposable, uh, disposal. But that being stated, you know, he can't be happy. Uh, you know, Steve Ballmer spent a lot of money. He brings Kawhi Leonard in. He brings Paul George in. And then after the fact, he brings in basically whatever and whoever Kawhi Leonard has wanted, including replacing coaches along the way. And Oh, yeah, the coach that happens to be the one seat in the Eastern Conference right now. So Mr. Steve Ballmer has to uh, has to be a little concerned right now, down two games to none. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that you've spent on, you've burned the draft equity on. Like you said, you've put the, the players and people mostly that Kawhi Leonard has wanted around him. Uh, and you're on the verge of a second sort of playoff flameout. And to do it in the first round this year is, is even worse because you're supposed to be the, the better team. And you can talk yourself into they've underperformed. Uh, they should hit more of their threes as a team overall. They've been a minus 33 from beyond the arc so far. But there's just something about this core and the postseason where I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if they lack more of a traditional creator who also likes to score. So Rondo didn't help them there when he came over as much. But there's just something off about them, and it's seemingly something different every single game. It's a good point as far as I don't think they're athletic enough in the backcourt, right? They look old. And even though cosmetically they are a good three-point shooting team, and individually they're all pretty good three-point shooters, they're not really a team, are they, Dan, that is built to you know play from behind. And it's funny because they had Lou Williams – and Lou Williams is exactly the type of player that they're missing in this series right now. Somebody that could just instantly give them 22 points. You know, besides, because Kawhi, Kawhi needs to manufacture it. He needs to work hard for it. He's not going to do it in a blink of an eye. And Lou Williams can give you those points quick, but it's ironic. Lou doesn't play defense. So they thought, well, you know what, we've got to get better defensively. I don't know, Dan. It, sound, it sounds crazy to me to say this. But honestly, it sounds crazy to say this with a team with Rondo and Ibaka and Kawhi Leonard specifically, that they're not built for the playoffs, but they're regular season bullies, bro. As soon as you punch them in the mouth, they cower. Yeah, look, I think the, the hardest assessments are fair now because they've lost five straight postseason games. They had the collapse last year. Um, I know that was in the bubble. I know there's a lot of extenuating circumstances going on. And I know this season's been rough too, but they have completely they, – they look like they're on the verge of completely falling apart. And I think the point 
that a lot of people, including myself, claimed was overrated during the regular season, I think it's turning out to be salient, is that maybe they do, as you sort of alluded to, need another sort of creator. Because I do think Kawhi can go and get points in a hurry, but you need someone who can move, get him off the ball and moving in that manner. And the Clippers don't have that. That's not really Rondo's game. He's more methodical. Um, Paul George, yeah, you can run a bunch of pick and rolls with him, but you can only have Kawhi as the screener so often. And I don't even think that's something they try so frequently. And I, Lou Williams might have helped them, but we've seen that his foul baiting um, can be a problem in the playoffs as well. I think that there really needs to be more of a wholesale change at point guard, it looks like. And that's it's ironic because I wrote that off all year. I didn't think this was a huge issue. But watching the first two games, I do think it's something that would have benefited them, in addition to obviously doing some other things than they did defensively during those first two games. I do agree. And I, I agree that Kawhi can get to the rack at will, obviously. And, and he can score. But then it becomes very isoballish, right? The ball movement then just sort of stops. That that's the problem. Yeah, they have it's moments not, of good ball movement, but yeah. the scores they have, as you said, like they need to even Kawhi. If it's Kawhi and Paul George who are running your offense, there's going to be a lot of one on one stuff or at least not a lot of just like read and react type of plays. But you know, we can't call Kawhi out. You can't call Kawhi Leonard out. I mean, he dropped thirty nine, he's gonna do his thing and he you know, he's been he's Kawhi Leonard still, but at the same point in time, these are all sort of the guys that he wanted. Like, I remember, like, back with LeBron in Cleveland, LeBron would have it both ways, basically, right? Like, LeBron, when LeBron would win, it was like, man, can you believe he wins with these guys that he has? And then when he loses, it's like, well, you know, look at look at his supporting cast. And then people would always leave out. He's the de facto general manager, right? Like, he's, he's the guy that, you know, told them, sign Kevin Love, give him the money, give Tristan Thompson the money. Like, we can go down the list of demands that he made. So I don't call out Kawhi Leonard for for his play right now, Dan, but you have to call out Kawhi Leonard for basically hijacking the NBA, becoming the first MVP to leave a championship team, um, you know, string the Lakers along. God knows what Uncle Dennis really asked for behind the scenes. I mean, like, let's just be real. He rewrote the rules and arrived like the second coming and what has he delivered? Let's just be real. Yeah, the you know the the overall behind the scenes culture of the Clippers is something that is probably going to be put under a microscope again after this season. Yeah. Um, we saw Jermichael Green leave their team, and he sort of mentioned that he went to the Nuggets because he admired how together they played. There was the iffiness with Montrezl Harrell. I know that they said Lou Williams was a big part of reinventing the culture this year, but they they moved him in a trade that everybody hated at the time on a national scale. Um, for a reason. So all those factors going into it. And then, of course, you know, Kawhi want, would only go there with Paul George. So he, you invested so much of your future in getting the two of them. And that was on him and, and only him, because I'm sure that they might have preferred to hold on to their, their equity a little bit longer. And if you do balance in the first round, no, I don't think it's necessarily because of Kawhi Leonard's play, unless he lays an egg these next couple games. But I do think it's fair to go back over all the decisions that were made, how much we know he was involved, and you can ascribe blame, of course, accordingly. That's a great – exactly. It's like he's not just another guy. You know what I mean? He's not just a guy on the team. He's making these decisions. Let's just be real. He's making these decisions. And, I, you know, I hate the hypothetical, but – and I dropped Uncle Dennis. And for people tuning in that are just wondering, Uncle Dennis, Uncle Dennis represents Kawhi Leonard. It's his uncle, literally and figuratively. And for lack of a better term, he's kind of insane. Like – He's he's all over the place. Like, he was asking the Raptors for airplanes and helicopters and stuff. And, you know, so 
I never thought, no one ever talks about it, about Kawhi Leonard being a free agent, but I did see on your Twitter account that uh, San Francisco is only 70 minutes away. <laughs> and there's already, there's already talking to Miami Heat and stuff, but look, he left San Antonio, even though he was, he, they were winning there. He left Toronto, even though he was the damn MVP of the NBA Finals. His house is built now, bro. That was the big thing. I don't like the cold weather. I've never chose where I've played before, and I'm building my dream house. Well, the dream house is built right now. Is it craziness to think that he could actually consider leaving, that this has just been a two-year thing? I, I, I joke about it, but I honestly do think it would be wild if he left. And the point that you mentioned where he said this is the first time he's ever gone to pick where he wants to play, we know that he wanted to be closer to home, and we know that he can commute to San Diego as often as he needs when he's playing for a Los Angeles team. And so unless he's going to try and get his way to the Lakers or maybe get his way to the actual Warriors, which would just be, you know, a nightmare logistics-wise, but the NBA would probably implode if, if that actually happened. I can't see that being where we are after this season. It's more likely to me that we would see more drastic changes around him, where is Paul George if he continues to – you know, he's one of seven from three in game two. If he has a couple bad games from here, maybe doesn't perform well in an elimination game, it's his name one that's floated on the trade block now. Because I do think Kawhi is, is there to stay because he picked that team and because he wants to have that freedom to go back yeah. and forth to San Diego. So I would be shocked if he left for another team. And I don't think Kawhi Leonard cares what people think or say about him. Like, he really – he he's Kawhi Leonard. He's got nothing to prove to anybody. But – but with a big guy's be there, it's not a good look if he did leave. Like with everything that happened, and you you, know, you got you got coaches fired, and oh yeah, and by the way, as we stated, I'll repeat, you know Doc Rivers, a uh, pretty good coach, and he's doing all right with the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll jump in more Clipper talk, and uh, we'll hit the rest of the, the playoffs and more with Dan Valley. Please report in the house. Bring it. Sports gaming insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. Information you can take to the bank. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Um. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anchor management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Bretzky, Sirius XM Channel 204. Dan Favalli joining us from the Bleacher Report. I want to get to some other teams, but I'm just fascinated, man, by this Clippers saga and uh, debacle. But with that being stated, it's not just like there's two teams on the court, Dan. And I'll tell you what, man, the Dallas Mavericks, they're not playing around, man. Like they're hitting everything. It's not just Luka Doncic. 
everybody's hitting shots. Everybody's stepping up. They're just manning up. Um, and also, let's call out the Clippers for the fact that they tanked, bro. They lost to the Houston Rockets. They lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They wanted this, which makes it even worse, Dan. Yeah, that's uh, the optics. If they lose the series, are going to be a, a nightmare because they did tank to face the Mavericks. Uh, Dallas specifically has been fantastic, and I, you know, I would criticize some of the ways the Clippers have tried to defend Luka Doncic. But the fact of the matter is that they could play perfect defense on him, and he still might drop. 39 points. I think what's been the I think what's been the bigger difference for them is the play of Dallas's supporting cast. Tim Hardaway Jr. specifically has been really good this season, and now he's being fantastic in the playoffs. He is playing like the centerpiece of that Kristaps Porzingis deal right now. When you look at his offense, and that's absolutely monstrous. Even to get a good offensive performance from Josh Richardson in the fourth quarter, and when you have other guys like those two or Jalen Thompson doing things for you on offense. It does diminish the pressure on Christoph Porzingis, who's been up and down all year, because he is valuable defensively. He's not going to hurt you on defense, but he can hurt you on offense if he's not making his shots and others aren't as well. And so the fact that you're able to have him on the floor in this series and have his defensive um, presence around the basket, I think that voted well for them, too. They have played a, a fairly complete 96 minutes of basketball um, through these first two games. And the way it's going now, even though I picked them to lose the series at the beginning of the postseason, I don't know how you watch these first two tilts and continue to pick against them. And imagine the odds makers have made FanDuel has made, um, they've actually made the Clippers favorites in game three, two point road favorites. And it's such a big game. They all are. And this young Dallas team is just, you know, learning, you know, trying to learn how to win in the postseason. But I actually think it was kind of a big advantage for Dallas to get the same team again. It's like the Clippers wanted Dallas. If I was Dallas, I'd want the Clippers again. You're playing the same team. You played well against them last year, bro. Kristaps Porzingis got hurt. And you mentioned, listen, Hardaway's been amazing. Hardaway Jr. has been amazing. And Chris Tapps hasn't been, like, all-star-like in this series, but he's been good, right? He's been good. He's been effective. It just goes to show when he's on the floor. So for you betters as well now, guys, so for Friday night, game three, um, the Mavericks are 29-0 and if they have the lead after the first quarter. Something to think about, uh, guys, for, for you in-game uh, betters amongst us like me. But, I listen, we were on the air during the game, so I didn't see, you know, when the Lakers game was on, there's a ton of stuff going on at the same time. So I didn't see the dust-up with Rondo getting into it with Lou and then with Serge Ibaka getting into it with Rondo. But it doesn't surprise me, Dan. I actually said, and I've been talking about this, the, the chemistry on this team is, is terrible, man. They've got a bunch of dudes on the team that are very rich. they got a bunch of dudes on the team that are very surly and grumpy guys to begin with, right? Morris, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is kind of moody, but, you know, he's all right. Sergi Baca is the definition of who is he going to be today? Is he into this? Is he interested? Is he disinterested? He wants to punch people in the face half the time. like, And it's a good thing, but you've got too many of these guys, man. And then the personalities, and you brought it up. So last year, and Harold brought it up, and they got rid of him. Basically, he said, yeah, man, whatever. It's a one-man deal. He does whatever the hell he wants. And, you know, we had a good thing going here, essentially. And you know he was the one that started all that around Christmas time. So... You know, and he basically said the culture here, it's all Kawhi this, Kawhi that, and everyone stands around, and he runs this thing. 
so they get rid of him. They get rid of Doc Rivers. Oh, Doc Rivers, a choker. He lost 3-1. Uh, they get rid of Doc Rivers, and here we are. They seem to have worse chemistry right now. Yeah, I think they – and I think it was a similar situation with Doc, is that they were leaning too heavily on the coach, in this case, Ty Lue, to be that voice, that leadership behind the scenes. And I do think you need that vocal player. He doesn't always have to be a star. Like, it's convenient for the Lakers that LeBron James is that type of player, but they also have a guy like Garrett Dudley on the bench yeah, because he brings yeah. that character. And I don't want to overrate those intangibles, but they are important. And I don't think that player exists on this Clippers team. I know Serge was kind of that for the Raptors. I think it's really hard to expect someone like him to come in his first year, especially when he missed a ton of the season with a lower back injury, to be that voice of reason. And then you also have Rondo coming in. They probably hoped that he was going to bring that vocal leadership, but we've known that he can have a combative personality in the past. And if that grades with Lou the wrong way, or as we saw Abaka yeah, taking yeah. exception to it, um, these clashes can happen and they haven't been together long enough for you to say like, oh, this is just part of the game. This is just part of, you know, family being family. Exactly. They don't have that those pre-existing ties. And I think that's what's so troublesome here. That's a great point, Dan. It's one of those deals where, like, you it's, you know, you know somebody, you get along with them, you've had some drinks at the club with them, maybe you played some pickup ball, and you're like, yeah, this guy's cool, man. We have a lot in common. You have too much in common. <laughs> like, you have too much in common. That's the problem. I'm telling you. Like, Rondo's not going to get yelled at, or Rondo is not, and he's going to say, and they've all, most of these guys have all won, too. So it's like, dude, don't tell me what to do. I know what the hell I'm doing, and, you know, I don't need to hear this. And none of them are very vocal leaders. Beverly's the that probably, you know, talking about the sort of the the guy. And it's hard for Beverly when Luka Doncic is owning him and telling him you're too effing small to guard me in his face, <laughs> right? But, man, is this series fun. Man, I could go on and on uh, about the Clippers' demise and, uh, right now. So, speaking of uh, of Los Angeles, the Lakers, unlike the Clippers, the Lakers can play poorly, it seems, for 40 minutes of a basketball game, uh, 45 minutes of a game, and then hit a couple of big shots late, and they did that against uh, Phoenix. So, they were up most of the night, Phoenix come back, uh, but... Man, the Lakers, when it was 93-92 or whatever, Dan, boom, Lakers rattle off seven, eight straight points and pull away. I think the Lakers are beatable, but they're like a, they're like a fighter, man, a champion fighter. You got to knock these guys out, man. You, they're never dead. Yeah, it's still, you know, I don't know if LeBron or AD is it even close to full strength right now. Uh, they both had good games. AD really picked up towards the end, but... Uh, LeBron still wasn't getting to the rim a ton. I think he took two or four shots at the rim, whatever it was last night. Uh, I think what's been the big difference is their, their defense is just so terrifying. Even when Anthony Davis isn't playing as well on offense, this team, they showed it during LeBron's and Davis's simultaneous absences during the regular season. They can defend. They can put real pressure on the ball. They can force turn, turnovers. They did that a ton to Phoenix in the first. And I think what's really hurt the Suns is that Chris Paul injury because now the Lakers can more freely go after Devin Booker and try and trap him or be more aggressive elsewhere because Chris Paul, he didn't really play a ton uh, in game two under 23 minutes. And then he's yeah. not taking a ton of shots when he's on the floor because of that right shoulder arm injury. So it frees up the Lakers to, to be even more aggressive on defense. And if you're going to have LeBron and AD on the court, they don't even need to be close to healthy. If on the other side of that, you have a Suns team that doesn't have a Chris Paul that looks like he's even 45 or 50% right now, even as someone who picked the Suns to win the series in seven, it's tough to envision it playing out in favor of anyone other than the Lakers. 
Yeah, I, I thought the Suns could win the series as well, but I knew just how massive game two uh, was. Uh, Dan for Valley uh, with us. All right, Dan, so before we get you out of here, let's swing it to the East Coast. And uh, the Brooklyn Nets, it's interesting because here's another team that's just sort of was made up on the fly, literally and figuratively. And in fact, like, I don't know, like, you know, let's just say they win a championship. But if they win a championship, I, I would guarantee you, Dan, it would be with starters that played the least amount of games together <laughs> in a regular yeah. season history. Like, seriously, like their starters played what, like 10 games together, eight games, nine games. You know, like we're talking about like rotations that are really being made up. Um, as we speak, and we talk about personalities, how the Clippers guys, you look at the Clipper personalities, all sort of tough guys. Marcus Morris is a scary dude, tough guy. Kawhi Leonard's a tough dude, right? Beverly's a mouthy dude. Like, you go to Sergi Baca, same thing. You know, from Congo, he'll strangle you in a second. Like, there are a lot of tough dudes, but it doesn't work because they're all the same, right? And then you look at the, the, the Nets, and I had my question marks, uh, Dan. I really did. And I was wrong because I had my question marks about, man, you guys are all the same, but you're not all tough. You're all kind of flaky and thin-skinned. So, like, I don't know how this is going to work out. And you're throwing Steve Nash in this thing. You're dropping him in Brooklyn and New York City. But I swear, bro, and I, you know, I follow this team closely. They love each other, this team. They all have fun. They're smiling on the court. Kyrie Irving's killing it. KD looks like the old KD. Harden is a completely different player than he was in Houston, sharing the ball and playing defense even. It's crazy watching this team play dead. Yeah, I think what helps them is that they were, you know, their three stars were all friends beforehand where Kawhi kind of just liked Paul George's game, and that's why they teamed up. So they understood the sacrifices going in, especially someone like James Harden, knowing there's already two stars there. They also have, and I don't think this could be undersold, in Joe Harris, someone who can really be moving off the ball, will shoot a ton off the catch, and so he gives you a break from iso ball if they're willing to pass. And the Clippers don't really have someone like that on their team, and so I do think that helps the offensive dynamic a ton. Uh, I also do wonder, could it be a little bit different had they played in the Western Conference and their night-in and night-out in, uh, night matchups are are more difficult because in the East, you know, they had their big three play eight games together, still finished with the second seed. I doubt that would have happened had they played in the Western Conference. Still, um, I think even I'm surprised at how quickly it seems like it's coming together now that they've played two playoff games together. There is still some some bumps you can see it on the offensive end, even though they're playing well, where there's the feeling out process. But they're all so good individually. And again, having that outlet that is Joe Harris, I think it all goes a long way towards what they're doing right now. Dan Favalli, Bleacher Report. Great stuff, Dan. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. Remember the good old days before you found us, got the winning edge, and started winning? Neither do we. Thank God. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loud mouth malcontent. Well, suck it. Too bad, because here we are. I am Gabe Marinci, the Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Man. A lot of points put up uh, tonight, <laughs> all right? Um, you just look at, like, you look at the NBA, and it's like most points since this, most points since that, this player most points since this, mo- most points since that. The Utah Jazz put up 141 points, setting a new franchise record for most points in a playoff game. Their previous record was 131 in 1985. They dropped a buck 41 uh, tonight, and I would expect this series to continue uh, to play uh, to the high side. So it was a wild, uh, wild, wild night uh, tonight. The Knicks came back. They came back from, uh, they were down by as many as uh, 15 points. It's their first 15-point uh, comeback in a playoff game since game six of the 2000 Eastern Conference semifinals against the Miami Heat. And I don't know, there were so many crazy series in those days, but I think that was the one, uh, was that the Allen Houston shot one? Was that the Allen Houston one? So, there's a little controversy going on right now because uh, Russell Westbrook uh, had popcorn uh, dumped on him and he lost it like somebody poured battery acid on him or something. He really got upset about it. But there's a video here of Trey Young maybe getting spit on. Maybe. But I don't think it was deliberate, actually. I don't think it was deliberate. But here we are. And we go from the pandemic right into fans to oh, yeah, now they're getting spit on again. So... If he definitely got hit. It's like Seinfeld. Like there was definitely like there were stray, there were stray, stray spray. But I think it was you know there was two fans that were pretty rowdy and they were courtside and stuff. They were in the game and they were leaning in and yelling and stuff. And I think they just sort of were yelling and they accidentally. I don't think they like spit spit on them. Look, we've seen MSG. They'll arrest like uh, they'll they'll arrest Charles Oakley. I've been to MSG before. You can't be spitting on, like, visiting players. And these guys were courtside, so I think it was just sort of a spray. But at the same point in time, like I said, Derrick Rose saw it. Like, Derrick Rose reacted to it. Like, Derrick Rose said, oh, man, like, he even said something to a guy on the Knicks because Trey Young sort of was like, Trey, I got to tell you, man, Trey Young has got ice in his veins, this kid. He's a cool, He's a cool cat in the sense, like, you know what? He talks smack, but he's backing it up. Yeah, they lost tonight, and they 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 fell apart in the last three minutes of the game. Atlanta. They just kept taking threes over and over, and they kept missing, like just bad threes too. They hit a wall. I think the crowd got to them, and the whole thing just got to them a bit. But the Nick fans have been pretty over the top. Let's be real. I mean, f you, Trey Young in Game One. Like, just you know, welcome to the playoffs, kid. <laughs> welcome to New York. Now tonight they had the uh, Trey Young is balding chant going on. He's not really balding. He's just going to see. He's got like, uh, 
what's the best way of describing Trey Young's hair? I'd say, uh, I don't know, it's like like a homeless dude. Like, uh, that, that's what I like. His hair is like a dude that you'd see sitting, you know, sitting outside a 7-Eleven or a liquor store. And that's what's cool about him. He doesn't care. He's a rich kid. He, you know what I mean? He's, Trey Young's not worried about hooking up with Kardashians. You know what I'm saying? He's he's worried about scoring. He's worried about trying to help his team win. And I, what I love about it is this series is so much fun that he's embracing it and he likes it. And even after the game, man, people were, like, going at him hard, man, and on the floor. And he's walking off the floor, and he says to everybody, he turns around, he looks at everybody like he did it, like, so everyone saw. He said, I'll see you Friday. He said, I'll see you Friday in the A. I'll see you Friday in the A, in the A. He kept saying in the A. And, and he, like, he told Nick players on the way up, basically, I'll see you Friday type thing. But not in a, you know what I mean, like a streetball way. Like, yeah, it's all good. You guys won tonight. We'll see. I'll see you Friday in Atlanta, man. We'll see how it goes in a new city. And I was thinking when Trey Young said that, I'm thinking, you know what, though, bro? It's not like the Atlanta Hawk fans are known as uh, known as being wild here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, who do we got? Courtside Karen? And I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Courtside Karen. And I don't, do you remember Courtside Karen, Matthias? We brought her up uh, earlier in the day today. I, it's, it's easy to forget. There's so many people that come and go in today's uh, day and age that are 15 second celebrities. But if you, you recall, Courtside, Courtside Karen. Utah, we got Courtside Karens in Oklahoma City, and we definitely got Courtside Karens in Golden State and in Atlanta. Yeah, there it became a thing, but there's only one Courtside Karen. The 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 hot blonde chick in Atlanta that got into a LeBron. Right? And she posted um, she posted she posted like the video and she's gone and like whatever. She called LeBron like LeBron did say something like she's got like a, a sugar daddy type thing. So it's like a young, a young chick. You know what I mean? Young trophy looking uh, woman type thing. Plastic and, you know, whatever, Gordon. like you'd expect. Big and, time um, uh, well, the term's now sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> Gold digger is like marrying like a, uh, that's, that's different. Term is sugar daddy. Like Matt Gates. So, um, she got into it with, with LeBron James, and she was chirping LeBron. I mean, she had a few drinks and stuff. And you know what? Like, nothing was over. You know, it wasn't over the top. There was profanity and stuff. But I guess, like, basically, her boyfriend was chirping LeBron. And LeBron, and she was sort of there, and LeBron looked at her and said, you better, you should tell your father to shut up. Right? And it's like, so that, she's like, it's not my father, it's my boyfriend. And LeBron started laughing at her, right? Like, it was like, LeBron said, that's your boyfriend? <laughs> and LeBron said, I swear I thought it was your father. And everyone in the section heard, and so did the players and stuff. Like, LeBron, like, so, like, they actually laughed at him and her, like, type thing. It was pretty good comeback from LeBron. I'll tell your father to shut up. She she went off and she filmed it. She got kicked out and stuff, and she did a video right after. 
uh, she got home and she did a video and like, you know, she was kind of drunk and she's like, you know, F LeBron, I'm not scared of you and you're going to insult my man. I'm going to stand up. But like, you know, and it was like, just shut up. All right. And she basically like, you know, she changed. She made sure like her rack was like full, like out there in the video. She did stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're trying to get famous here. But even LeBron even said after, you know what? She's all right. Like she's actually got, you know, she came back at me. It was funny. The only thing is, LeBron, you're a hypocrite because I've seen you literally with dudes kick people out. I've seen people. I've been at games. Uh, I've been at LeBron games where people have said things to LeBron and not like, you know what I mean, calling them bald and stuff like that. And, like, if you piss, like, he used to kick Raptor fans out often, but Raptor fans did hate him and he was pretty hostile. <laughs> but he used to get people kicked out. But I guess if you're a hot chick, you're all right. But... I never, I, I ripped courtside Karen at the time. I was like, just shut up. That's all we need. It's like, you know, we need another bimbo here looking for attention. But now, like, I want her there, actually, just for the craziness. Just for the craziness. And I even like the Knicks, but the thing is, listen, if you're going to be telling Trey Young he's bald and, like, going bald, and you're going to be, you're going to be saying you got FU chance going on. You know in Atlanta it's not going to be that wild. So the least you can do is have courtside Karen harassing people. <laughs> like, hey, Derek Rose, you suck. Right? Like, And the thing is, they notice her, right? Like if I was sitting courtside or something, they wouldn't notice me. Right? Like you just they just sort of like sort of glance over and be like, man, this bald guy, like, what a loser. Right? Like they, they wouldn't care. Right, but like they they notice some hot chick chirping them, so it's like they notice Drake chirping them. So you get this hot chick chirping them. Next thing you know, whatever, man, she's pissing off R.J. Barrett for real and stuff. And you know what I mean? He's taken out of his game a little bit. So I hope courtside Karen is courtside causing trouble, just for the entertainment aspect of it. Uh, just for just for the entertainment aspect of it. So yeah, Westbrook got popcorn popped on him tonight too. The old popcorn drop. I don't know. Listen, like I said, I like Ross Westbrook a lot. I'm a fan of his personally. I think he's a good guy. I think he gets, like, picked on by the media and by fans, etc. cetera. Um, you know, they criticize him and not don't appreciate what he brings to the table. Is he perfect? No. Uh, but at the same point in time, he's a hell of a player, and he plays hard. He plays hard, this dude. Um, yeah, he'll turn, you know, he makes mistakes. He'll turn the ball over, but he plays hard. So that's what I like about him. He plays hard, but he's, you know... The popcorn thing tonight, it's like, bro, it's just popcorn, all right? And it barely hits you. You were under a tarp. Like, he walks under the tarp, and they sort of drop the popcorn, and I think a little bit was made more of it because now, like, these the dude that dropped the popcorns banned, and, you know, they're going to get them and all that, and, like, Sixer fans are mad at each other online right now for snitching on the dude. Like, Sixer fans pointed at him out and stuff. Like, and people were taking pictures. Those are the guys. And, like, other Sixer fans were like, what a snitch. You guys are snitches. And, like, it's just popcorn lighting up. And let's be real. Like, in the old days and in sports events, like, throwing popcorn is kind of harmless. You know what I'm saying? I don't – I'm not down with throwing things. I told the story off the top of the show. I threw a beer cup at Billy Gunn – well, full beer at Billy Gunn at a wrestling event once. But – it was, it was, you know, everybody was throwing stuff. Like the entire arena, boo, like they didn't mind in the old days. Boo, like you throw your beer cups and your popcorn and your hot dogs at them and stuff. You know, you're not trying to hurt anybody, right? 
you know, you're not throwing coins or batteries or anything, but it was just by chance, like I said, that the, my beer was warm and it was kind of full, and I flicked it like sort of like a shovel pass. I shovel passed it, but I did it kind of like, dude, it was one in a million that I would hit him in the face like that, right? And I did, but I don't advocate it, and whatever. I got kicked out. I stuck back in, but I did uh, get kicked out. <laughs> I got kicked out, and then I realized I'm outside on the street after, and I realized that there's a bar in the arena that I was in that I got stamped with. Like, basically, if you go into the bar, I was like, man, all I got to do is go through the bar right now. And I went in, and I bought, like, a hat. I went right back to the same area. Security came over. They're like, listen, we know uh, we know it's you, but they said, just don't throw anything at anyone this time. You'll be all right. Keep the hat on so our bosses don't notice you. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. <laughs> Good times. But I, I don't advocate throwing things at athletes at all. I really don't. I think it's stupid. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Like, you go to a game, you can yell, you know. You can yell at a player. I've done it. You know what I mean? I've yelled a lot at LeBron over the years when he was on the Cavaliers. Um, I've yelled at referees and stuff. I've, you know, so I'm not one of these people. Oh, there's children here and stuff, right? Um, look, put it this way. I was told to watch my language at a UNLV football game. You know how hard that is? You know how hard it is to get told to shut up in Las Vegas? Like, you, you know, so imagine. So I'm no saint at games sometimes, all right? Uh, over the years, I've, I'm no patron saint at these games. But I never throw things. Like I said, I threw a beer cup at a wrestler, but the entire arena was throwing stuff, and it was an accident. So I don't, I don't believe in throwing things at the athletes. I respect the athletes too much to be throwing crap at them. But Westbrook's got to chill. It's like, Russ, you're also the one that's told people that you're going to smack their, you know what I mean, their wives up, and I'm going to mess you up, man. Remember he smacked the phone out of a dude's hand in, in Utah, which that wasn't, you know, that was a little on the edge there. I love you, Russ, but chill out, bro. Bring it. It's your lucky day. You found a trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. Go ahead, kick the tires. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. When you need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class, this is Sports Radio. All right, don't forget, oh, we got Clam Chowder going off the board, literally and figuratively. Clam Chowder, our main man. There's actually a horse named Clam Chowder racing in Japan in a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. I was just thinking uh, about throwing stuff. 
You know what's the craziest stuff at hockey games? When, when someone scores a hat trick and people throw their hats on the ice. There's no way in hell. There's no way in hell I'm throwing a $40 hat on the ice because uh, <laughs> the dude scored. You're supposed to score goals. I mean, you know what, I'm going to buy a hat. Well, I'm going to buy another one on the way out. Like, as if. I, I always, I'm like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> like, you guys, you guys are nuts. And it looks like he's going off right now, clam chowder at 10 to 1. A little late night action right now. Kawasaki racetrack in, in Japan. Don't say we don't. Uh, we're like the wide world of sports. We span the globe here. So would it be specific? It's the third race. It's the third race, race three, Kawasaki racetrack in Japan. And uh, we're riding with uh, with Clam Chowder. We're riding with uh, with Clam Chowder, our main man. Uh, the favorites, uh, all the horses pay pretty well, actually. There's a lot of long shots. The favorite is Leatris, ironically enough, who we talked about earlier in the day. Leatris, the 12 horses, the favorite uh, in the 2-1 to one range. Clam Chowder's coming in at 10-1. to one. Um, You know, Clam Chowder at a place. It's about 2.5-1 to one, uh, right now, set odds. And um, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Leatris wins and Clam Chowder uh, places. So, listen, we're just going to sprinkle a little bit on Clam Chowder. And uh, let's cover, let's take a little bit of Leatris as well. A little, little Leatris action. Either way, we cover ourselves. All right, great stuff uh, tonight. Thanks to all of our guests. I think tomorrow we're going to be stacked. Full house. we got Teddy, the Windy City Sports Report. Jeff Feinberg is going to step up and in. And more. Quickest 180 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Sports news you can actually use. Actionable insights and expert perspectives on daily sporting events. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.